Hallelujah. We serve a great and wonderful God. We're about to sing, and you guys, most of you guys have already heard this song several, many, many, many times before. But there's something I want you to think about, is we are coming, we serve a great and awesome and mighty God. And each and every one of you coming here have shown that you have a desire to live for God. But the only way you can live for God and to be pleasing to Him is to live a holy and righteous life. That means that you're giving all that you can. God, I'm doing the best I possibly can to live for you. In order to do that, you are a sanctuary for the Spirit of God. You are the dwelling place of the Spirit of God that dwells inside of you when you receive the Holy Ghost. Therefore, in order for God's Spirit to dwell inside of you, you have to be holy. Inside and out. So this song reflects that. I want you guys to praise and worship and glorify God and say, God, I want to be holy. I want to be that vessel that you can dwell inside of. And I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to be uh, here or I'm going to be there. I know that I have the Spirit of God dwelling inside of me. I'm a pure and holy sanctuary before God.
what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated came to rest each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them able to enable them. I just want Amen. to say that you know, coming to the house of the Lord, we are all in one mind and for worshiping God. The Holy Spirit is, is with us. Amen. And I just I always anxious and not be he did not be anxious for anything. But to, to be here in the house of God to worship and praise him and that you know the Holy Spirit give us revelation and just assignments that we we uh, strive to fulfill and to do as well. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Amen. <clears throat> Mine's in Luke chapter 3, we'll start at 15. And as the people were in expectations, I like that, they were expecting it, and all men amused in the hearts of John, whether he be the Christ or not. And John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with the water, but one mightier than I cometh, that matches whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with Fire. Amen. And that's what I've been praying for this revival that God would set our church afire. Make us a flame for you because we are lost. But he's already paid the cost that we all might be free. And Amen. I'm looking for the revival. And I'm thinking if we can just get a hold of the Holy Ghost and not just wait for the Holy Ghost to be here at the church. Yes. They, and you know, Peter even said, I pray that I speak in tongues more than you all. Because he's saying that it's important to pray for that constantly. You know, just be able to get there and get that. And if you can't pray during the day. In fact, I'm going to back up a little bit because this hit me. I just heard it here recently. People that have a problem with relationships are the ones that have problems being by themselves. Yep. you got to learn to be by yourself first before you can go further in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking the best way to find... Or, you know, being content with yourself and being by yourself is when you're together with just you and God. Yeah. And the best way to be able to exceed in any other relationship, whether it's mother, father, sister, brothers, wife, husband, children, employees, whatever it may be, before you can get any further than that, you got to learn to be able to be by yourself and your creator. Yep. Amen. And I thought, that was really hit me the last three weeks. And I think Sister Diane and I was talking about it. And I'm thinking, you know, that's my best times is when I can pray. And I, I don't, I mean, I love the Holy Ghost. It's important to me. The Bible says you must be born of the water and the Spirit. You can't even see the kingdom of God. I don't want to chance it. I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I want the Holy Ghost. But it's just more than just making it to heaven. The Holy Ghost, you shall receive after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Once you get that Holy Ghost, that is Christ in you. Yeah. And once you get Christ in you, why wouldn't you want that relationship with him? Yeah, amen. So to me, to get the Holy Ghost is falling in love with God and the Holy Ghost growing with that relationship is, I mean, it becomes such a bond that, you know what? He'll take care of your finances. He'll take care of your health. He'll take care of your children. He'll produce miracles after miracles. He will supply all your needs, needs riches, according to the riches and glory. So the Holy Ghost is just not something that I like to take easy. I take it very seriously when I think of the Holy Ghost because it's Christ in me. Amen. You know, And I want 
Christ to shine through me. So it's a personal challenge that I make sure that people, when they see me, they see God. Because that's the only that will be the only God that some people will ever see. Yeah. Yeah. The only kindness, the only love, the only joy, the only peace, the only hope that they will have. Yeah. And I may never have the opportunity to meet that next person. So tomorrow when I face somebody, whether it's at the grocery store or wherever it may be, I might be the only light of the Holy Ghost that they'll see yeah. is when I come in contact with them. Now, if I don't cherish that Holy Ghost and I don't take that seriously, I have failed him. And I, want, I don't want to fail him because he's done too much for me. Man. So I am so thankful and I want Christ to live inside of me and grow continually. That means I want the Holy Ghost to be present. I want it to be there continually. It's not just the Holy Ghost and get it and that's it. A lot of people say, oh, I got the Holy Ghost and then they find themselves getting weaker and weaker in God. I had the answer. It's real simple. When was the last time you talked to your Creator? When was the last time you prayed through the Holy Ghost again? When was the Amen. last time you got that joy and that peace? When was the last time you had that relationship with Him? Because He won't dwell in an unclean temple. Nope. He will leave. He will leave. He will leave. And Amen. so I want Him to be with me. Yes. I, that's, that's important to me. I love my husband. Amen. I love my children. But I've heard the song saying so many times, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Yep, amen. And to me, that is my testimony. That's what my prayer, that's what I want. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Amen. That's how important it is to me, as well as the Holy Ghost, because that is Christ in me. And that's my hope amen. and glory, and I love you. Wow. I wish I had an iPad for Johnny, but I can't remember the scripture, but it's saying being full of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Being full of the Holy Ghost. So praying... In the Holy Ghost every day is important for me to, to make sure that I have that time with God and I pray through until I'm speaking in tongues on a daily basis. Not just once a month or once a year. Oh, I spoke in tongues last year. I got the Holy Ghost. No, it's, it's very... Uh, the way I was taught is you need to be speaking in tongues every day. Every day. Full of the Holy Ghost. And that's, you know, then you have God gives you that wisdom through the Holy Ghost. God gives you that, you know... So you can be that witness that you need to be. Um, so yeah, just being full of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, Carl. <laughs> uh, mine's from John fourteen twenty six. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, and the Father which is in my name, He shall teach you all things. Amen. And bring all things to your remembrance. Yes. Whatsoever I have said unto you. This world is looking for comfort. It's looking for peace. They are and they're everywhere. everywhere but where they need to look. That's amazing. Many times when I talk to people on campus, and Andy knows me many times I've done it, people say, I'm looking for peace. I'm looking for the hold me. I'm looking for somebody to love me and hold me. I said, I know where you can find it, but it's not going to be down there at the bar. It's not going to be uh, hanging out with your friends, you know, getting high on Friday night. The church, you get to be, you to the one who give love, that you're not gonna find it. I just like to give praise to God that He gives us the company. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Uh, Go ahead, Andrew. I just remembered something honestly meant to include my original testimony, but forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, praise the Lord. She was talking about how the Lord will supply your needs and stuff, but I just remember I was listening to a sermon uh, 
days ago, and it was on the silence that kills revival. And what the, this man was talking about is he was talking from a pastoral point of view that, uh, and I am not trying to suggest anything by this, Tom, just, or pastor, I mean, you know, just throwing that out there, but it just really spoke to me because what he said was, you know, if you, if you want, he was talking about his congregation, but also just the people around you, you know, if you want, say, your children to end up going and, you know, doing all kinds of worldly things, it doesn't take going and saying, yeah, you can go and do that. It takes just being silent about it. You know, if you start just not saying, like whenever someone's talking to you and some of the subjects get brought up, you know, whatever sin it might be, if you're not letting them know that that sin all right. is sin, then they're just going to, if you're silent about it, they're going to go and do That's it. That's the truth. You know, yep. if they're, if they're acting like they're considering it. You need to let them know in love, like you know, like I said before, yep. in love, you, love, you need to let them know that this is going to do nothing but destroy you. Amen. This isn't going to offer you freedom. This is going to put you in chains. Mm -hmm. and I yes. don't want to see Thank that. Thank you, Jesus. So Amen. for your own sake, repent and be baptized yes. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Remission of your sins and receive the Holy Ghost. That's Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. He reminded me. That's really good, because I've been praying about that, too. Not just, you know, revival can take place inside of us. You know, yeah, we want the church to grow. We want people, but we want disciples. We want to make, you know, we want people to go out and reach other people. Through the Holy Ghost will give us that boldness and that wisdom that we need to go out and reach other people. Yeah. Were you looking for something else, Johnny? Oh, I thought you were. Anybody else? <laughs> the one I was talking about? There's a couple of them. Well, those were beautiful testimonies. Thank you guys for being here tonight. Thank you, Sister Sarah. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight for the reading of the Word of God? Open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 59. Isaiah 59, verse number 19, will be our first text reading. Second text will come from Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Isaiah 59 and 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Turn to the New Testament, Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 17. In case there's a doubt in anybody's mind tonight, on who the name of the Lord is. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 17. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Put your Bibles down tonight. 
Amen. Brother Lee, would you come up here and help me? I've got you a standard tonight. Literally, the devil has come in as a flood. city of Seminole has been flooded. Amen. But when the enemy shall come in as a flood... The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against Him. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. We've come tonight to do it in the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. Amen. Can we just wave our standard tonight and say, Jesus, hallelujah, we're going to withstand the enemy in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I've got the standard in my hand tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, hallelujah, the enemy may come in like a flood, hallelujah, but we're going to lift up the name of Jesus tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, you may be seated tonight, but keep your standard handy. Hallelujah. Amen. Whenever you think the devil is looking, just kind of reach up there and wave it a little bit. I'm going to do it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, there's something about it. Amen. When the car won't start, I don't need no four-letter words. I don't need some gutter language. When the car won't start, it's time to say, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, when I wake up in the morning, hallelujah, and I look outside, and the rain's coming down, and the mud's on the sidewalk, and I don't feel like going to work, it's time to get out the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm going to go to work in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, I've got the job to do. I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus. When the telephone begins to ring, and my best friend's on the line, and they are just all burdened down by their problems, and they want to unload their gossip in my ear. They want to tell me what they heard about so-and-so, and what so-and-so's been doing, and how so-and-so hasn't been nice to them, and somebody sent them a dirty email, or somebody posted something on the devil book. i got to call out the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you joy. I've got a standard to raise. It's Jesus. When somebody is sick, I got an answer to the sickness. It's time to call on the name of Jesus. It's time to anoint them with oil and pray on them in Jesus' name. By His stripes, we are healed. The answer is in the name of Jesus. It don't have to be something that's complex. It can be bill paying time. Yeah. I get those bills out and I say in the name of Jesus, uh, we're going to pay these bills in Jesus' name. Oh, it's in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
whatever you do in word or in deed. Just do it in the name of Jesus. We got a radical flag waver around here. Grab you another one. There's Hallelujah. I look at it. It may be life to some people. But it is the enemy that's coming against me. It's the enemy that's trying to get my victory. It's the enemy that's trying to steal my peace. It's the enemy that's trying to steal my joy. It's the enemy that's trying to steal my contentment. It's the enemy that's trying to destroy my relationships. Oh, hallelujah. I've got to lift up a standard against him. It's time to call on the name of Jesus. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. We've got some promises that God's going to heal our land. God's going to bring revival to our city. Because I've called on the name of Jesus. I've got a problem at work and I don't know the answer to it. Do I get mad at somebody and blame them? Do I call somebody some names? No, it's time to get out the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, if we can get a hold of this name of Jesus. If I can learn to open my car door in the name of Jesus. If I can learn to send my emails in the name of Jesus. If I can learn to wash my dishes in the name of Jesus. If I can learn to put on my shoes in the name of Jesus. If I can learn to comb my hair and put on my clothes in the name of Jesus. Say, preacher, you just went around the bend. You just fell off the turnip wagon. I want to tell you there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. I need answers. And Jesus is the answer. Our world is being swallowed up. They're being consumed by the perversion of our generation around us. Sad hour in Oklahoma. We have felt that there is a need and our legislature has passed the law and our governor has signed it that our school teachers can now carry a gun to school with them to protect their students and their lives. It's a sad hour. The perversion that's in our world. Our world is filled with carnality, pornography, and lust and perversion. I love the daylight that comes with summertime. It's beautiful to be able on Sunday nights to look out and it's still light outside. But my heart is heavy knowing that once again our world is teaching their children it's alright to run around naked. I don't know how else to put it tonight. Run around in their underwear? You may be seated for a moment. You see, they have left the first principles of the Word of God. A God that loves them, a God that wants to change them, a God that wants to be with them. Adam and Eve had a beautiful thing that was going in the garden. God would come down and walk and talk with them. He was there. But they began to listen to the enemy.
Do you think the devil's going to come by and say, hey, I want you to know you've got the best pastor's wife in the world? No, he's not. You think the devil's going to come by and say, man, your preacher really preached a, a message on Sunday night. That was the word of God. You need to listen to that. If he does, you better be concerned. Right? <laughs> Amen. I want to tell you, the devil's going to come by and he has got a whole garbage load of doubt, a whole garbage load of deceit, a whole garbage load of trouble that he wants to dump into your world. And when the devil comes by and he begins to post on your roost around your house, you need to get out and wave the name of Jesus. Hit the road, Slewfoot. Hey, man, this is a glory zone around here. Hey, man, we're in love with the preacher. We're in love with the pastor's wife. They're preaching truth around here. Hey, man, they're proclaiming the name of Jesus around here. We don't need your garbage. We don't need your discord. We don't need your lies. We don't need your deceit. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I like Brother Andrew's testimony where he talked about silence was consent. And in our world today, we must take a stand about goodness and mercy. I want to tell you something tonight. When the devil attacks your pastor, he's attacking you. When the devil attacks your pastor's wife, he's attacking you. When the devil attacks the pastor's children, He's attacking you. He wants to destroy the leadership that will bring you victory in your life. He wants to destroy the anointing that the power of God is flowing down to give you an overcoming life within you. Amen. No. I'm not going to allow him to do it. When the devil comes by, I'm going to say, get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I don't want to hear your garbage. I don't want to be a part of your party. Amen. I don't want to contribute to your stupidity. I've got Jesus. Yes, sir. Come on. When I look in Isaiah 59, it starts out in verse 1, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy. That it cannot hear. Amen. That's a prayer that I've prayed many, many times since I've been in the city of Seminole. I want you to know tonight, God's power is just as powerful tonight as it was 20 years ago, as it was 30 years ago, as it was 50 years ago, as it was 2,000 years ago. My God, tonight is still filling believers with the Holy Ghost. My God is still working miracles. He's still healing the sick. He's still raising the dead. Amen. He's still providing the needs of His church. But the problem is a lot of people are no longer doing it in the name of Jesus. They're depending on their intellect. They're depending on their reasoning. They're too worried about their feelings. They're too worried about their little program that they got going that they no longer want Jesus in the picture. Let me tell you, without Jesus, we can't do it. Without Jesus, it ain't going to work. Without Jesus, it's not going to happen. 
I've got to have Jesus tonight. They can have their education. They can have their programs. They can have their man's wisdom. They can have all their dollars and cents and all of their finery of life. But just give me Jesus. So I heard a comment this week about a sign. Somebody had painted Jesus was a homeless person. I don't know if that's totally accurate, but I do know that Jesus did say, amen, that he did not have a place to lay his head at the particular place and time that he was at. Amen. I want God to be the one that brings the blessings amen. and the instruction right. and the guidance in my life. Amen. When I get up in the morning, who do I want to follow? Do I want the opinion of Hollywood? No, sir. Do I want to open up a book and find out what the latest pop psychology says about life? No, sir. Do I want somebody on one of the ivory towers of higher learning and education to tell me what to do? No, sir. Do I want to hear from the eager beaver? Do I want the music culture to dictate what I'm going to do? Or is it time that I would say, Jesus, today I'm going to do it in your name. That's right. Yes, sir. Come on. Whatever I do, whatever I say, I want it to give glory to your kingdom. Yes, sir. Come on, preach it. I'm not worried about man thinking it's something big, something grand, some, something wonderful. I want to tell you something tonight. You're not going to impress the devil. Amen. You're not going to impress the devil. And you're not going to impress the world with your intellect and your brains and with your power and your suave and all of the great and wonderful things that you can do with your carnality. The only thing the world is going to be impressed with is somebody that's got the name of Jesus. That's right. Come on, preach it. Yes, sir. They've done tried all their things. They've been down and they've bought everything they can find on the liquor store shelf. Yes, sir. They've been down and seen the local drug dealer and they've got all of his pills and all of his joints and all of his needles and they still know that life is miserable. They've done taking all the money they can find and spend it every which way they can think of. And they walk out the door and they can find no peace. Is it because God's hand is shortened? No. It's not heavy. His ear can hear tonight. Verse number two tells us what's going on. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you. That he will not hear. The people that are called with the name of Jesus tonight. We've got to stand against sin. We've got to stand against iniquity. And it doesn't matter if it's popular. It doesn't matter if the whole world's doing it. What matters is what the Bible says. Tomorrow, are you going to face some battles? Yeah. Yeah. 
Are the floodwaters going to be back? I think it's going to rain again this week. I think the floods will be back this week. But there is something, whether it's a spiritual flood or a physical flood, I've got a weapon. I've got a weapon. I've got a weapon. I've got a weapon that works. Oh, the world may be defenseless. The world may not have an answer to the problem. They don't know what to do with a drug addict. They don't know what to do with depression. They don't know what to do with a sickness that ain't in their book. They don't know what to do with somebody, hallelujah, that don't have a job. They don't know how to pay the bills when they ain't no money. They don't know how to find blessings when everything is down. But you got a weapon. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. Can you stand with me? I'm wrapping it up tonight. Amen. I don't got a lot tonight I'm going to give you. Amen. But I want you to grab a hold of the name of Jesus for this week. When you get up in the morning, amen, you need to begin to say the name of Jesus. When you get in your car and you go down the road, you need to say the name of Jesus. When it's time to eat lunch tomorrow, you need to kneel and begin. You need to pray over that food in the name of Jesus. When there's a problem comes by, when somebody says something and it hurts your feeling, you need to say, Jesus, help me. Call on the name of Jesus. Oh, when you don't have an answer, you don't know how to do it. Call on the name of Jesus. Oh, you've got a weapon. You're so silly. Here's the enemy coming with the sword. Here they're coming with their bows in the air. It's here they're coming with their chariots. And all you're doing is lifting up a little flag. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a flag of surrender. It's a flag of victory. That's right. Can God open our eyes that we can see? The power of the name of Jesus. Can you begin to pray with me tonight? Amen. I invite you to come up front. You want to bring your flag with you? Bring your flag. Whatever you want to do. Amen. Whatever you need tonight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, 